the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Always, are we that guy's co-host with me, Glovey Glove. You that Glove? How you doing today? Good, good. And, um, you know, Glove, we always got our best co-host. Always in. Peace, peace. <laughs> yes, he's follow? here. Yep, represent <laughs> Northern California. Hey, it's a woman in Northern California and in Southern California. Am I right, please? Well, you know, Glove's in San Diego, so I can't, we can't probably uh, top San Diego temperatures and weather. <laughs> Glove, I guess you win again, huh? I told you, P, he's always trying to separate it. Uh, <laughs> see, the, see that wedge, P? He's starting off hey, with Glove. a wedge, P. Glove, I tried, but P didn't go for it, did he? Nope, P's smart. I told you. Glove, he, try, he tries every week, either through LeBron talk, LeBron Bassin, or Kobe Bassin. He tries every week. Hey, P, <laughs> does he, do he realize that we represent Cali? We, we stick together, south and the north. We're all one, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, guys, let's start it off. I mean, I talked to Glove today, Pete. I got some messages, but I like to start off with something real good, and that's RG3. You know, they just want to leave this kid alone. You know, comments he make, and, you know, I think they're going back from last year when um, they said Shanahan to the pulls him from the game, but I think, was that his decision to play in the game, guys, you think, or was that the coach? You mean from last year's playoff game? Right, last year's playoff game. Uh, you know, you know, James watching that game after you know after he was just out there just looking like crippled. I mean, I remember sitting there saying like, "Why do they still have this boy in this game?" You could tell, you know, he was hurt and limping around, couldn't make a pass. And I mean, they should have pulled him, even though it was a playoff. Shanahan, they should have pulled him early on in that playoff game. Hey, I totally, uh, as always, I totally agree with you, P. You know, at some point, if he's your franchise player, you have to do what's right for the franchise and for him as a player. And I think it was a selfish selfish decision on Mike Shanahan's part because they wanted to win that playoff game. And the sad part about it is they had quality backups and, you know, Cousin and the other young man. So, for me, I think it was selfish on Mike Shanahan. They should have pulled him. And, and I think that's what's tricking now for every comment that you make. Like I said, if you're playing a preseason game, would you guys play him or would you just sit him out till the uh, regular season starts? 
speed. Would I have played him last year during that no, playoff game? No, would you play him this year in the preseason game? Um, you know what? I saw a clip of him this morning. They were they were live from their camp, and even with that brace on, he still has like a little bit of a, a limp. And he's up there saying, you know, I can play. Coach will put me in. I think for his future and looking down the road, not just for like right now, he should just stay out this preseason. You know, make sure that his leg, like, continue to let his leg heal and try and get ready for regular season. But he still doesn't look 100% right now, even out there just in training camp. Hey, this is Glover. You know what? Again, P, good good minds think alike. You know what? I think he should get a, a series or two maybe, like one series. Give him a series. Not the first game, nor the second game, but I think the third game out, he should get a series just to kind of gauge the knee and kind of gauge the speed. And then I think in the last preseason game, maybe give him two series just so he can get out there and move around and take a hit. But he's the franchise guy. He's the money guy. He's what's bringing the fans into the stadium. So you do have to, you know, at the end of the day, have his best interest at heart. Because, I mean, I mean even, you know, even in, even in preseason, when he's in there, he has to think, too, on the defensive side, you're going to have guys out there who are trying to make a roster. Okay. And to them, they're not saying, oh, I'm not going to go, you know, hit RG3 hard, his knees hurt. Like, for him, he needs to, I think, make sure he is 100% because during preseason, he's going to be going against, there could be some little shots taken at him, and I wouldn't risk it. I would not like, save yourself a regular season, make sure you're completely healthy, and don't risk it on, like, a preseason game getting hurt again. Well, Pete, since girls talk about great minds think alike, then what am I, chop liver? Because I disagree with you and girls. You know, I think, you know, I would pick him up. Why give him risks? There ain't number of games that they just kind of get people, you know, you're working on in practice. You know, it ain't like you need to go in that game and get, you know, one one time somebody could be out there and it could end it again. So why play him in the preseason? Send him on to the first game. He's not rusty because he's practicing. So I got to disagree with you, great minds. Is that what you think, love? Great minds think alike, brother. <laughs> the great mi- the great minds referring to Glove and P's great minds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, P, and, and not referring to chopped liver, as he said. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, and it's like you say, you know, the guy, every little thing he do, a comment he makes, they keep saying he's digging himself a hole. But, hey, I think, you know, the kid just should just play and see how the season is. He's not going to have a great season he had last year. I don't think he is. You guys do? I don't, you know, I'll go on record saying I don't think he will. I think this injury um, is always going to be in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. And until we actually see him, Moving and being back to the same person he was before that injury, I don't. I don't think he'll. You know, I don't see him yet getting back to that same level. I think he's still healing. Like I said, I watched him about an hour ago. He still has like a, a hobble, and I know he has a brace on, and it could be because of the brace. But to me, watching him, he doesn't look like he should be running. <laughs> and I totally agree with you, Pete. You know, they try and refer this to um, Adrian Peterson that oh, he came back from it. That's a whole different person. You know, your body is different. You know, I don't think he's able to come back either right now. You bluff? 
No, I'm with you. I I, I think he stayed in the oh, process. Oh, so now I'm in the greatness with y'all now, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're, this is Glover. You're still chopped liver, James. <laughs> it's going to take more than one comment of a green to come out of, you know, the chopped liver status. But you know what? Like T said, when you're watching him, you know, in the drills and things like that, he's still kind of favoring his legs some. So for me, in his mind, once he got injured, he was so trying to beat back Adrian Peterson and trying to come back like AP did that I think he's a little bit coming. He's coming back a little faster than he should, which I think long term, we've talked about it before, James. I think long term. It's going to hurt him, and I already think by him playing in that game, it's already shortened his career. Even though he is young and things do men, I just think long-term there's going to be effects where his career will be shorter. Answer me this question, Glove and Pete. I mean, we looked at Cutler. Remember he was hurt in that playoff game, and um, they said he should have continued playing, you know, the Bears need him. Cutler didn't play. He decided not to. RGC decided to play. Good player start looking at yourself and looking at career, or if you don't, I mean, when Cutler didn't play, Chicago was calling him a wolf, and he sold out on the team. You, you know, you're never right if whatever decision you make, guys. You agree? Well, no, you're right. I mean, for and again, Cutler kind of reminds me of when we're talking about like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose decided, even though the doctor had medically cleared him, I'm he, you know, he felt I'm not ready to come back, and he wasn't listening to the media, the fans. He continued to let his leg get better. Cutler, again, he's he's wise enough to know I can't let these fans and even the the owner of the team or whoever makes that decision dictate my future. Like by him sitting out that game for Cutler, he probably saved himself some some playing time down the road. You know, but a lot of these young guys, RG three, you're sitting there, you know you're hurt, you want to make a, you know, you're trying to make this statement. I'm like one of the best quarterbacks. You continue playing. And like Love said earlier, that game with him playing probably is going to shorten his NFL career. So I give Cutler props for not listening to all that outside stuff and looking at yourself and saying, okay, what's best for me? Because the other people aren't. They're looking at money, you know, ratings and money. Love? No, you're right. You're right. Just Glover. You're absolutely right. I think, you know, Donovan had made a few comments about, when he was in uh, Washington with him and Shanahan not getting along, and now they're trying to say that, you know, RG3 is being brainwashed in Washington, you know, and he's trying to more so please everybody in the media and everybody around him. It's kind of sad to say and not think about himself. And so he's trying to prove a point like it was said before where even though he was injured, he still wanted to prove that he could play. You know, and for me, I think it was a negative because, you know, long-term causal effect, you know, I think it's not going to be a good thing. As you see now, he's still having issues with his legs. People can say he's ready to go, but I just don't think he's ready to go. And so for me, I think it's just one of those situations where people get brainwashed in the, hey, even though you hurt, you have to play through the playing. And, James, you're, you're firsthand. You know that because you played before I, how many guys do you know was injured and didn't want and, and still played because yeah. of? Well, 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 you're right, and I want to get your other half of your great nine on this one because I think I heard Pete say, you know, um, he shouldn't have played on like that. But as a fan, Pete, you sit there and you watch TV, 
Like when you remember when um, Dwayne Wade was hurt, he was like, "Come on, he got to play hurt." See, is that different, right, Pete? Contradicting yourself, right? Because as a fan, you sitting there, you want to win, and you know that's your great player. With him on the court, well, you're gonna win. Am I right, Pete? Well, no, actually, no. I think I got it, glove. I got it right now. No. <laughs> no, you don't, because this year. I remember when the playoffs first started, Dwayne wasn't doing nothing. I even posted on Facebook. I kept saying they need to sit him down. Dwayne Wade early on was just not looking. You could tell he was hurt, and I kept saying he shouldn't be playing. I wouldn't be starting him. I wouldn't be playing him. If he's injured, somebody off the bench must be better than him hobbling on one leg. So with Dwayne Wade, no, I was completely opposite of that. I was I was actually thinking Spolster was – shouldn't be playing him, even though he was getting shot and, you know, came out there second half, was doing better. I was still like, you know what, if he if he's that hurt, do not play him. Well, you better help her out because I'm going to get her. No, I, I think I think she did a great job. She's not contradicting herself. It's like, it's like I said earlier, you're trying to say a one-legged RG3 is better than a backup or or – a depleted and, and beat down Dwayne Wayne is better than number seven or eight on the bench. I mean, at some point, I understand the whole superstar, the whole mindset of I can go even through the pain, but if it's at the expense of your team, why would you continue to play? I think you let the other guy come in and, and, and lead the ship or, or control the ball. That's just me personally. Yeah, yeah, you know, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, then we come back. Well, you got to bell her out because I got to do something else for your great mind. Other half, you got to bell her out. <laughs> see, you see what Glove is starting now? No, you're always starting. You're trying to get me and Glove to be against each other. <laughs> <laughs> but this is James Glove and Pete, loving that sports talk, and we'll be right back with the greatest mind. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds 
part. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, you think so? Uh, you get a this is loving your hope for loving your sports talk with lovely glove and Pete, the greatest minds ever. Am I right, guys? Yep, ever. Well, on this day during this hour. <laughs> well, Pete, gloves and say nothing, so I guess it's not. Uh, excuse me, I was sneezing. My bad. Uh, of course, you know, we got Miss P over there with a wonderful, beautiful mind, and then, you know, Brother Glover here with another great mind. <laughs> Well, guys, like we know, uh, football has started up. They had the first week of um, the preseason game. You know, I just can't watch preseason. I mean, you got guys out there trying to make the team, but what kills them is you got all these guys, and they only got to keep one, two, maybe three. You know, so why is it worth they, – and they play a whole squad of people that's not going to make the team. So do you guys watch preseason games, Glove and Pete? No, I don't. I mean, even the the Hall of Fame game, I watched maybe the first five minutes. But I'm I'm with you. I'm into it once my my roster once my roster is set, and you know our final players are there. Then that's when I watch. I don't really, I don't really pay attention that much to preseason. Well, I'm a little different. This is Glover. I'm a little different. I have a 14 year old son that's going to play freshman football, so. I try to give him some coaching and teaching moments. So I try to show him those that are trying to make the team and those the difference between those that are already on the team. So I try to use that as an instructional, because it is a video, I try to use that as an instructional video for my 14-year-old. So I'll watch a little bit of it. Well, you got to look at it. Um, Pete, now it's me and you now, Pete, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I see how you just dump glove that quick. <laughs> No, but this is all. This is all. Me and you are only fighting on this preseason question. But you know, when we used to go to the games, when we had season tickets to the Forty ers like growing up, we used to even go to preseason. So when I had tickets, you know, even though your preseason games are included, like we used to go to all the preseason games. So years ago, when we at the game, it's a little different. But to watch it and sit down on the t- you know, on TV. It just doesn't hold my interest in that, but it probably would if I was actually at the game. Well, I mean, if you look at it, isn't it the players that when the star players do get hurt, these guys got to come in and you got to be playing? So, shouldn't you want an idea of how they're going to play, guys? Love? Well, you know, you know, I mean, you've been there, James. You know what's up? It's like from, from, from you know, Pop Warner to high school, night and day. High school to college, night and day. You know, college to the NFL, you know, night double day. You know what I'm saying? So the speed, the size, the strength, everything is different from college to the pros 
So, yes, you want to kind of gauge what you've drafted or what you've brought in from a free agent standpoint, you know, because you do need quality backups and you do need, you know, that up-and-coming, you know, talent that's going to step in and do something. So there are some good, there's some pros and some cons, you know, but at the end of the day, yes, you do need to see what's out there to, to build your franchise to win the big games. See? Well, yeah. I mean, if yeah, I agree with him. Like from that aspect, yeah, you would be interested in preseason in terms of analyzing your what you have and the, the talent that's coming in. But from a stand, like from a stand point of view, I mean, a fan's point of view, like I'm not. It's hard for me to get into preseason just for me wanting to turn it on and see like my Niners. You know, I I really like it once it's. The games mean something. <laughs> it's our team. But I can understand, like, if, you know, from for Glove showing his son and they're trying to block it and, you know, pick up stuff he's teaching him, then I can see why he would still be into preseason. Yeah, yeah, but you, you don't agree with Glove, right, see? <laughs> Glove, here he goes, see? <laughs> no, I didn't hear what you said, so I was kind of trying to, get to hear what you said. But you do agree or you don't? Well, no, I'm different because Glove is saying, you know, he likes watching it. He has a son. He's trying to help him, him pointers by watching preseason and teaching. But for me, I'm not doing any of that. I'm coming from just the, the standpoint alone of a fan. And for me, when the team is just the guys who are playing or guys who may not even be on my team, my interest just isn't there. So, no, I, right. so yeah, me and Glove differ on this one. Well, do you guys agree? Go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. No, I was saying if that's what you're trying to get me to say, to admit to, that me and Glove are actually not agreeing. <laughs> I want you to say what you feel to say, Pete. <laughs> but do you guys agree to how, you know, like they, they get a, the, the starters three series, and then now, now you see them getting hurt. Don't you want to stop that? Because now the season's going with these guys. So should they just let these players play the whole game? And don't play your starters at all, or do you still get on one or two series? Well, well, I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, again, you have to look at it from the standpoint, regardless of OTAs and regardless of the start of the, you know, preseason practice and things like this. For the most part, these guys have been on vacation, family time, you know, minimal workout to a certain extent. You know, now all of a sudden. Here it is. They're trying to make the club, so they're pushing their body to the limit. And for some, regardless of how much training, how much dieting, and all those things you've done, at some point something gives, and so that's what you're having. You know, regardless of how much you know mass you put on being weight, how much you know muscles you develop, and things like that, things grow except for your joints. And simple things like that, joints don't grow. Ligaments don't grow. So regardless of how much weight you're pressing or whatever you're doing, at the end of the day, hey, that wrong turn or or you step wrong or dive wrong or something like that, what you're seeing, you're seeing more ligaments, you know, more knees and, and joint areas giving out. And, I mean, Glove, it's like with the preseason, you're seeing all these guys who are having season-ending injuries during these practices and stuff. I mean, 
What is so different from now that you think is going on in practice versus, say, five or ten years ago where you weren't seeing all those injuries just happening in practices and preseason like they are today? Well, I mean, again, I mean, again, you got to look at, you got to look at these guys. We don't know what if they're taking something, and sometimes oh. even though they're not, they're not a drug that's detected by the NFL or that's a banned substance, but it still does things to your body, and that's what people don't realize when you're when you're you know now they're testing for what that HT that whatever you know Adrian Peterson said he's not on. HTG or whatever it's called, that that growth hormone or whatever. So, yeah, so you're taking these, you know, manufactured drugs. Guess what? Something has to give. And so if you notice, everybody's getting the same injuries. So what do all those guys have in common? Because it's like now we're on the whole, you know, knee injuries now. All the receivers, certain individuals, all are getting the same. These are all the same injuries at the same time of year. So what's going on from a ingestion of chemicals or supplements or nutrients? There's something going on because everybody's just happening to the same people or, or it's happening all in the same area on the body. Yeah, but girl, like she was saying, look at they get hurt in practice. I mean, you see the first day of camp, the first day of camp, you don't have pass on. And you get seasonally injuries, you know, and ankles, you know. So that got nothing to do with hitting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but think about think about it, James. You've been you've been working out with the boys in the park. You've been running routes. Now here it is. You you're pushing yourself to to, to extinction because you're trying to make the the squad. You're trying to prove a prove a point. So you're out there running that route and you stop on the dime, and you didn't stretch good enough. Or there's a little gopher hole, or the ground is uneven right there, or your cleats ain't tight enough. You know what I'm saying? Or you just do that one move that you haven't done in six or eight months. So now your leg goes different than what it's not used to going from six months previous. So now that's why you have that injury. And I'm going to say it again, they're all ingesting something. They're taking some type of supplement because, you're right, it's a non-contact injury, but why are ligaments and joints giving out as easy in practice with no contact? Well, I, know, I know back when, uh, you know, Jerry Rice was playing, he was known for, even in what's considered the off-season, like training hard. Like guys that fly out from other teams, you know, go through his drills, practices with him, some of these guys nowadays, if they may be taking time off and thinking, well, maybe I'll use pre, you know, use training camp to get in shape, versus maybe too back in the day the guys came into um, training camp already in shape, like they had already been working out and stuff. Some of these guys, if they're taking off and just thinking, well, you know, once training camp starts, then I'll start doing this or that. That could also too um, result in injuries. Yeah, but please, you got to look at it too. And I, that's why I tell Glove, when is your time? Your time. I mean, if you feel the summer, you go, you're supposed to eat what you want and, and vacation. And, but you can't even do that, like you said, because you come back and you sat around for two months and last month you're trying to get in shape, it's hard to do. Now you're coming back 15 pounds over. You know, now that's when the injuries are, you know, you're going to get those injuries. Because like Glove said, you know, if they don't work out day to day, they're going to try and make cuts that they haven't made in two or three months. 
they're going to get injured. You guys agree? It's well, yeah, like that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm wondering if some of them aren't actually, you know, even in the off season, keeping up with what they're supposed to be doing, and they're coming back not really in shape and ready to play. And that's why some of the stuff is happening. Well, like this. This is Glover. It's like this. Only, only whatever you believe in, God, Jehovah, Buddha, whatever. Only, only they know if, if that's what you believe in, the higher being or whatever. So, regardless of how much you train or you don't train, hey, if you're out there running on that field and your foot get caught underneath the pile, or you make a wrong cut, or you jump for a ball and come down wrong, if it's your time for an injury, regardless if you trained or didn't train, you're going to get injured. Contact or non-contact, it's going to happen. And so it just seems kind of odd that right now in in this week and a half or two-week period that we've been into, all the injuries that we're hearing about are all similar. They're all knee injuries. So everybody can't be cutting the wrong way. Everybody can't be in shape or out of shape. There has to be something else going on because all these receivers and guys like that are coming down with the same injuries. Well, guys, we gotta take another break. But when we come back, we'll talk about. Do you ever hear any NBA players taking any kind of drug? Why is that? Or do you think they are taking them? But why is it not known like the NFL and um, Major League Baseball? So, when we come back with um, James Love, I mean Glove and PC, you got me all the Bible ladies. See, that's a big <laughs> word I just learned. I gotta Google that. But <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with Loving That Sports Talk, and we got Glovey Gloves. You got Glove? I'm here, Brother James. Here, Brother. And we, and we got P. Follow P. You there, P? Yep, I'm here. Hey, P, can I ask you one, one, one question? Yeah. You you like my word I use, didn't you? Yes or no, P? <laughs> <laughs> no, on this one, I'm fighting with Glove, or on this one. <laughs> I just can't get no love from you, P. No love. <laughs> You could at least just hurt you. You know, make me feel good. Hey, I think she loves you. She just don't like your uh, use of uh, your vocabulary usage. That's all. <laughs> hey, right? How would you say? I Googled and looked on the Internet. <laughs> well, guys, uh, like we were talking about, you know, all the stuff that Glove was saying that these guys thinking they're taking for these injuries was. You never hear anything about basketball players. I mean, not once any kind of drug. Do you think these guys are taking drugs? Well, remember a couple of years ago, um, Rashard Lewis was suspended because he had tested positive. I think it was something with um, the testosterone level or something. They thought he was taking something. That's back when he was with Orlando, I think. And I just, I mean, he's really one of the only NBA players I can remember that's been suspended for that type of stuff. Do you? I mean, do you guys remember anyone else? I know for sure Rashard Lewis got suspended one time. Well, well, no, there there have been a few, a couple of steroid guys, but swept under the rug. It wasn't big. There were stories, but nothing major. But you know, the difference with the basketball players is theirs is more. You know, they get caught with marijuana and guns. You know, they're not. They're not per se your druggies. They're you know as far as using growth hormones, you know, things for performance, because if you can't jump out the gym, you can't play basketball. So they don't really need, you know, the steroids per se, you know, because of their injuries are of a different nature, you know, from jumping and, you know, flexibility, things like that. But, yeah, you don't really hear them on a whole, you know, with like steroids or, Things but like what that. about, I mean, what about the roids that are used? They'll say, like, um, the ones that are used to help your recovery time, like you're able to work out longer. So I don't think they use them the same. They would use them for the same reasons as, like, football or baseball. But I think for them, in terms of training and trying to, you know, be able to work out longer, recover, put the bodies through more strenuous workouts and stuff, they may, I mean, it's possible they could be taking some of that type of stuff. Glove, I mean, that's a good point, Pete. Glove, isn't that what, I mean, remember when we were playing in Wyoming? Isn't that what, when a knee got injured, they give you something? I think, I remember the first time me in it, I think Joe Montana. And it's like some steroids that they shoot in horses. Why is that now illegal? I mean, because like what Paul was saying, don't that make the injury heal faster? Well, well that's that's it. You're You're getting an advantage or more of an edge. You know, it's like in baseball. Why is steroids illegal? Because it's not that you're going to hit the ball farther, any further than you hit it before. It's the recovery time. It's you know, if you're playing two games today and then you got a double hitter tomorrow, as opposed to you being tired from the two games the previous day. Here it is. I'm on steroids. 
I'm alive and I'm ready to go because my recovery time is quicker. So that's why when you're talking about those horse tranquilizers that they were shooting in individuals, it was think about it. You know, horses run, and then the next the next day they had to recover to run again to get their owners the money, as opposed to you know the horses that weren't being injected. So it's all about the recovery time and bringing your muscles back with no fatigue. You heard that piece? I mean, did you hear that? What did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Um, like I said, I, you know, I don't know what type of testing the NBA does, but I think to just say that we don't think they take anything, I'm pretty sure that some of them doing something. <laughs> I mean, I agree. You, know, you know, I, I guarantee, I, you know, I would just say because the, the major, you know, the professional players in, in this day and age, everyone is trying to get a leg up on the next person. And something can help them, and they can take some even over the counter. Sometimes this stuff is at GNC. You can go get stuff that can, you know, help pump the, bl- the blood muscle, you know, the blood to your muscles, and you can work out longer. Your, like I said, recovery time stuff. I bet some of them are taking some of that stuff, but maybe NBA doesn't test for that stuff. You know, the GNC over the counter supplement. See, you're a little younger than me and Glove, but I remember back in high school and growing up, and I mean, you might before this girl, that you had these kids taking their steroids, pumping the weights and breaking out with this. And you're looking at it like, okay, you know, it was okay then. It was acceptable then. So they could get bigger and play. But, I mean, now you're saying it's, it's, it's not acceptable because it's, they, they, they got an injury and they recover faster? Why not? I mean, let the injury heal. Because you want to see that Tom Brady or that, you know, RG3 on the field faster than them sitting out during the season, right? Well, well, no, you have to look at it. If you can recover faster and, and your your joints or bones or whatever are mending quicker and stronger, then it gives you an advantage. I mean, back when we were younger, you're right, they were taking steroids, but they were like, you know, steroids that was giving people those adverse effects. I mean, think about how many NFL guys from the good old days, Al Zeta and all those guys that were juicing up, that have died because, of, you know, the steroids, you know, mess with their kidneys and, and their vital organs inside. Now it's more of a synthetic drug because they're being made in labs, whereas, you know, wherever they were made at before, I don't know. But now these drugs now are so fine and so refined that you can't even de- detect them in a, in a urine sample or blood sample. So now what they're doing is they're testing for things that look similar to things that, like components that will be in these drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, now when you're talking about the NBA guys, mm-hmm. you can have a cream or something like that that you mm-hmm. rub on your joints that have steroids in them. Now, are you taking steroids because you're applying this cream to those areas that you're trying to, re, you know, recover faster from? Of course. It's still a steroid, but you're right. They don't test basketball like they test football and baseball. Because, Bob, I think with Barry Bonds, wasn't he, weren't they alleging, <laughs> I know Barry Bonds is your boy, weren't they alleging he was using the cream? It was some type of cream Balco had created and had come up with for these guys, like you said. It's now in a cream form where versus it's not going to be detected or, you know, it's not in their bloodstream or whatever. No, you're absolutely right. All these years, Barry Bonds was using a cream. It was a cream that he rubbed on his joints. That, that helped him recover faster. That was non-detected, you know. So, and, and still today, they can say what they want to say. 
he still has never been busted for steroids. Yeah, but, I mean, let's get this out, bro. He ain't been busted steroids, so, you know, I want to talk about this. Do you think Ray Bronze ever did, I mean, our opinion, do you think A-Rod? <laughs> well, A-Rod's been busted twice for steroids, so it's evident he was taking something. He He's given up two dirty tests. Barry Bonds have yet to give up a dirty test. He's never gave a dirty test. You can say what you want to say. We could talk to the to the crows fly back. He has never given a dirty <laughs> test up. Senate Senate two years ago was they were about to shut the country down and test everybody in baseball just to get Barry Bonds. Then they swept it underneath the rug because the guys that were coming out would have been pitchers and all these other guys that they didn't want people to know about. So it got swept under the rug. So that's a whole other topic, though, brother. His, uh, Barry, Barry, Bonds, Barry Bonds' friend that is still in prison right now because he will not speak out or talk about Barry, he knows. <laughs> Greg Anderson. Greg Anderson knows that Barry Bonds was taking something. But will we ever know? We don't know. See, you was laughing when Glove said that. Why is that? <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. You gotta you gotta disagree with your your great mind sooner or later. <laughs> you know when I heard you, I, I just got lively up. I know you did <laughs> because I I believe that he was taking something. I mean, Balco when they came out with they were trying to come up with the charts and people's calendars and his name was mixed in that. I don't think that um, I forgot the the Balco guy's name. I don't think he just came up with Barry Bonds as a lie to get this guy in trouble. So I believe it. I mean, with everyone else, they found out they were taken, Marion Jones, all these other people, and Barry for you. And you're right, Gloves, he never tested positive. But we know even from track players saying sometimes they have people, they switch out urine. There's, there's ways of getting around that. And so with Barry, as much money as he was making, who knows what he could have done. But I laugh because I just think that he did take something. Or, you know, he took something. I think so. And, and I can't, I can't wait till you say love. I love you, P. But go ahead. <laughs> hey, 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 P. P. Look at again. He's trying to drive that wedge between us. And regardless, hey, you know what? Everybody has their own opinion, right? And and you believe because you know you're in the Bay Area and you've seen it with your own eyes. And and that's your belief. I have no issue with that. James has his belief. No issue. America has their belief. But you're you're guilty. Until proven innocent, but guess what? He's never been proven guilty. We can sit up and say what he did or what he didn't do, but until until that man in jail tell whatever he knows, and until Barry Bonds test test positive, guess what? He's never been caught. A Rod caught. Marion Jones caught. I can go through the list of all those athletes. Marion Jones sat up there and cried and. And, you know, one of forgiveness. You should have talked about that before you was doing it and you got caught. <laughs> <laughs> I still like that laugh, Pete. You still don't disagree with your great mind. But, hey, like Love said, it ain't a crime until what? Until you get caught, right? No, he, no, he's abso- no, he's absolutely right with that, mar- you know, with that part. Barry Bonds, I mean, we can't refute that. That's the evidence. Like, Barry Bonds has never tested positive. But, you know, there's also uh, in the court of law what they call circumstantial evidence where sometimes you, go, you don't have 
You don't have that direct thing, but you can put a whole bunch of other things together to see, okay, this person still did this. So for me, circumstantially, all the stuff that was there with Balco and uh, everything they talked about, I think he did it. He took something. Right, but still, even though even though you're saying circumstantial, you still got to have proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And guess mm-hmm. what? It's it's all circumstantial. It's all he say, she say. She say, excuse me. It's all he say, she say. True, true. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, but to a reasonable doubt, but you need is one small reason. Am I right, Pete? Throw that lawyer on them, and, and they got you guilty. So they on them, Pete. Well, yeah, because, I mean, wait, right now, Hernandez, they're still searching high and low. They are looking for that gun, because you know, because the gun for them will seal it. Right? Hold on, Pete. Pete, Let me cut you off. We got one minute for break. Let's take a break, and then that way you won't get cut off, and you'll finish okay. that, because we like to go into that. So this, this is love, love, and peace. I almost had you, peace. I'm going to feel a little kebobulated, so we'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Levin, host of Loving Sports Talk, and we got Glovey Glove. Glove. I'm here, James. I'm Paula P. You there, P? Yep, I'm here. All right. Well, Paula, uh, before we get back to what you were saying, I want to do a shout-out to Dana Geddes. She's going back to school to play basketball, so we'll give a shout-out to her. And um, hope we do all well in school. Also, not only with basketball. So, But, all right, P, finish what you were saying about Hernandez. We want to get into that. Well, I was saying, like with Hernandez, you know, the the sheriffs and stuff back there right now, that's why they spend so much time in those lakes and rivers looking for the gun. Because, you know, for any, you have, a, you have a murder case, like if you can get the gun and link that to the person, that's almost like a slam suspect case. So, again, right now it's a lot of circumstantial, and, of course, it's a lot of it's pointing to him. You know, his video recorder security, it stops. They see him going down to the basement. They have him with the gun on the video, and kind of like what Glove's saying, like circumstantially, you can still step back and say, just because we've seen him with the gun, they still have not yet proven he was the one to sh- that shot that guy, which is why they're looking so hard for that gun. So with Barry Bonds, like we're talking about circumstantial evidence, right? Like I said, Greg Anderson, who was, I think, accused of the one who was actually rubbing Bonds down and putting that stuff on him, Greg Anderson knows. And so that's why he's still sitting in prison today, because he refuses to talk. So with Barry, you're right. It's just it's a lot of circumstantial evidence with Barry Bonds in terms of what he did. But Greg Anderson knows, though. So I see what you're saying, Pete. So Greg Anderson knows, but if he would come out and say it, and then, and then he would, you know, be, you know, guilty, then Glove wouldn't be able to say, you know, they never caught. Is that what you're saying, Pete? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, I, I just trying to check. Is you that glove? I, I hope you didn't hang up. No, I'm still here. Hey, you know, to make it to make it easier for you, James. Uh huh. They're look they're looking for the gun to convict Hernandez. Greg Anderson is the gun that could convict Bond. So I'll make that real easy. That little correlation right there for you, easy. In one case, the gun is in jail. In the other case, they're looking for the gun. So that's that little analogy for you right there, buddy. So um, let's go back. Let's go back to this piece because we're gonna put you on the spot now. And uh, I know what you're saying. They're looking for the gun. So what you're saying is they got no case for Hernandez. Is that why he's tweeting? You know, I'll be found innocent. You know, writing letters. No, no. He's he's they they have they have what they have five a, yeah. or six charges. They have they have multiple gun charges, and then they have them for multiple charges. In the state of Connecticut, you gotta have a license for a firearm. So they got him on multiple charges without having license. And then I think something about his guns were oversized guns. And then if they don't find the gun which they're looking for, they can always get him on an obstruction charge as well. So he's not getting out of prison if that's what you're thinking. He'll never get out of prison. It's just like he said, you know, they want the gun that will seal his fate. Forever. And plus, too, with her, you know, with Hernandez. Don't forget, they also arrested um, people who they thought were with him that night. So, 
for, you know, like we're saying, Barry Bonds, Greg, Greg Anderson knows. Well, with Hernandez, the two guys who were with him that night, they also know. So they've also got them locked up. I don't, you know, we don't know if they turned on him and, and told what they saw already, which is probably what the prosecution also has. So, you know, no. So he's definitely probably going down for this. They have too much. They have calls I think he made to the girlfriend, you know, um, the guy who died, you know, his girlfriend, he had been texting her, telling her who he was with, you know who I'm with, he's here, all that type of stuff going back and forth. So, no, Hernandez is probably going to be locked up for life after all this is done. Look, Pete, tell me this. Oh, go ahead, Gloria. No, I'm just, I'm just wanting to make a point to, to the listeners. This is Glover, and, and we're comparing a murder to steroids. How wild and crazy is that? Is Barry Bonds hated that much that we're comparing his steroid use to a missing gun in a murder case? That's amazing. That's all I wanted to say. And, and the reason why we compare that is, is you know, like people saying, circumstantial. You say he never tested positive, and all people, and we were saying was, hey, there's circumstantial evidence in different cases, and they, they're guilty. So he's guilty, but you said he's not because... He never tested, but we're bringing up circumstances, right, Pete? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, we're not. I'm, yeah, we're not trying to say Barry, what Barry Bonds did or is accused of is anywhere to the level of Hernandez um, murdering someone. <laughs> not no. Those are two different, you know, different things. We're just yeah, we're just trying to show the the circumstantial evidence in each in each situation. I, I know P. I was messing with James with that one. <laughs> no, I had you know, to. James, James is always. Trying to throw salt. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I was I was messing with James on that one about the whole circumstantial deal. But again, but again, the one thing that James keeps saying, and Barry hasn't, he's never yeah. been he's never been caught with a dirty test. He's never tested positive. He's never tested. But you're saying, oh, he never tested. He tested. It just wasn't a positive test. Yeah, that's true. But let's get back to to what people say about Hernandez. I seen somewhere on TV or the news that they trying to arrest uh, Hernandez's girlfriend because she had some kind of. Did you guys say that something to do with this murder? Well, yeah, because I think um, you know he probably made he might have made comments to her. I think they're trying to get her as a witness and stuff of stuff that he said. You know, maybe after he had even done it and stuff before that. So. Yeah, I saw that too. They're trying to get her, trying to get her against him too. Well, you gotta, you gotta remember that the girlfriend and the young man who died, girlfriend, those two are sisters. So you gotta think firsthand that if the one sister's boyfriend was killed by the other sister's baby daddy, there gotta be some good information or some good conversation going between the two of them. You would think, why would they was hiding out, Glove? You know what I'm saying? Where were they at? Yeah. Right. You're absolutely right there, James. So, you know, she has to have something, knowledge of, of something that went on. you agree with that, piece? Oh, yeah. I mean, she probably, you know, think about, you know, guys when they're talking to the girlfriends or whatever, they may be, you know, sharing some little tidbits of information, what went on, what happened. And even once it's after the fact, who we don't know what conversations he had with her, you know. So she probably, 
being the girlfriend, I think she lived there with him, right? Didn't they live together? She right. probably has some information that is, could be used against him, maybe. She probably knows some stuff. Well, guys, we only got two minutes left. Yeah, anything you got to say about the preseason games coming up this week? But you know I'm Northern California, so up here it's all about the Niners are getting ready to face Alex Smith. I don't get what the whole hoopla is. It's only preseason. We may only see Alex for the first drive or two of the game. But up here, that's what everybody's fascinated is, the Niners versus Kansas City this coming Friday. Cool. Hey, um, I think it's a good thing that Alex Smith gets to face his, his old team and the young man that uh, took, you know, that was given his job because he didn't earn it. It was given to him by Harbaugh. So regardless if we see him for a series or two, it'll just be a good thing to see. I I'm kind of with love on that. I can't. I hate to agree with him. God is making me sick. But um, <laughs> now I'm not. Now I'm not kabobulated. But anyway. <laughs> that job was given, Pete. And um, it wasn't like y'all did nothing special. You know, what you call brought that team up and how about taking the credit. So my hat's off to um, uh, to uh, Singletary that was there before. So And, and right. it will be interesting to see uh, in New York for the Jets who ends up winning their starting position for quarterback. Because Sanchez may end up not, start, not being the starting QB. Well, and, we'll and, talk about and, that next week and see how Gino plays this week. See, you're right. And, and on the record, it's not him agreeing with me, it's making him sick. It's those ribs he's cooking. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for another great show. And, Pete, we're going to work on it. We'll get you there. Come out the TV. Remember that, that poster guy? Come on out, Caroline. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.